about Joe. That was a good one. Story. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're live. We're Episode number live. nine with our guest Colin Veradini, lead guitarist for Living Rooms, and as I was corrected the first time, uh, the founder. Founder. The founder, the founder of the most <laughs> non-existent band. <laughs> Dude, you guys the got brains. you guys got more, uh, more not an impact, but you got more of a following than you think you do, man. A lot of my friends like it. Yeah, they like well, it. Well, you're dude. like the number one promoter. I am the number one promoter. <laughs> Since we're sleeping on social media, we post like one thing every three months about the band. Or I'm always whatever. posting shit. I'm like, yo, give us more, give us more. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to hype you guys up because that's what it is, right? right. Like, you yeah, know. no, it's all what it's all about. Word of mouth, and I mean, otherwise. I mean, how do you find out about anything, you know? A exactly. friend likes something, a friend's got a friend, you know what I mean? It's all. And how many times does that happen where it's like, and I, you know, I hate to use this analogy because it's music, but like John Lennon and Paul McCartney like turned each other on to so, much, so many different kinds of music. Right, absolutely. And that led to the Beatles. Yeah. Like, you know, those things happen. Music's a crazy thing. Yeah, man. No, I mean, you're the one who was telling me about it. I'm like, no, they're really good in practice. Like, they're jamming out, and you showed me before they even had a singer, like, all the music that they had, and. Uh, but at, especially after they got the singer, like lyrics and all that, and it <laughs> sounded great. And I'm like, no, like they're not just like your average like local band. Like they're really good. Mm-hmm. And I was really like the sound man. I really yeah, do. Thank you. So how did you get into music? Before we get too much in the living rooms, how did I get into music? Yeah, like was it a family member, or was there always this desire for you to? To rock it. Uh, as far as playing music, there was never really any interest, any desire. Um, no one that I can think of in my family has ever played played an instrument, uh, at least, you know, um, in my lifetime. Um, when I first got into music, um, rap was actually like a pretty big, a <laughs> pretty big thing to me. Old school rap. Nelly. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Nelly, Nelly. and. Uh, and I remember listening to like mm-hmm. Mace and like Puff Daddy before it was P Diddy, you know, the family. Right, right. Um, listening to that <laughs> stuff and old Jay Z and coming home with these albums, and my mom would be like, "What is this stuff that you're listening to? Like, what is this?" And I'm trying to justify it, <laughs> like it's not all that bad. But it was pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah. My dad got me into that, and it was like, I don't know, it was kind of like a phase or whatever. My parents weren't like big into like music, um, and, you know. They weren't like 80s rock people or like 90s or whatever. They just kind of did a little bit of everything, top 40 kind of stuff. So like I never really had like a wicked desire to um, uh, to play music. But uh, the first, yeah, probably the the first actual album that I got was uh, was Enemy of the State by Blink-182, which any kid anywhere close to our age can pretty much relate to. That was one of the uh, that was one of the first ones I got, and probably one of the most influential. Um, albums that i've ever owned but even then i mean we're talking probably fifth sixth grade and i didn't you know i didn't pick up a guitar until i was a freshman so mm-hmm. we're talking four years later so so i mean definitely got me big into music and kind of like reading into things more but not as far as playing would go so that was uh that's pretty much so how many because i know you mentioned um before to us uh you know off camera that you were in a couple other bands like before like yeah just being younger you know some good some bad yeah yeah how many would you say you were in before oh, living Jesus. Rooms? well i want to hear some names because names of names? like okay. some small bands are sick like you're not even gonna remember this okay so i think the first band i was in was called red letter day nope and uh i mean we're talking 2003 2004 me and a couple guys uh went to notre dame 
Um, Shout out to Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ultimately, how I got uh, turned on to all of this. <laughs> Hater. Well, he's, he's a blue devil, you know, uh, it's the rival. All right, all right, I understand, I understand. I'm sorry that we had to bring two damers on today. Usually we <laughs> right. only have one, but the we had to bring two. The podcast got so. way better today, um, purely for that reason alone. For that reason. Right, just, just tell your story. Now it's two to one. Okay, just tell your story. That's ultimately how I got turned on to music. Came across some really good friends uh, that got me got me into it, you know. Picked up my first guitar and stuff. Um, do you want to hear the story about my first guitar? For, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So my first guitar... Um, so my dad opened a redemption center way back when. I mean, we're talking like freshman year, 2003, 2004, somewhere in there. And um, the deal was I was going to work for him and he was going to buy me a guitar. And I wasn't going to get paid for the first little while. It was going to be, I was going to work to pay off this guitar. Right. So like looking back, I got like $1.50 an hour to get this guitar. But I didn't <laughs> care because I wanted it. I had to have it. And um, I'd been in and out of Roxy's back when they were in the the mall in Matavia. Oh, okay. And they used to have some really, really cool stuff. And I'm looking five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars and I'm like, nah, this isn't gonna work. So Sam Goody when it was in town, they they used to have like starter packs and you, you know how it was. I mean they had a little bit of everything. So there's there, there was this black Squire guitar um, that I had to have. It was it was a Stratocaster. Not, well, Squire's made by Fender. It was, you know, a, a, a very entry level strap. So I'm like, this is the one I want. It came with an amp. It came with a strap, picks, a book, cable, everything you needed, like in this box. So we go in, we look at it. Uh, this is the one. You know, this is the one I'm gonna I'm gonna work for free for. So I get home. My dad had dropped me off. So I'm ready to dig into this thing, and I open up the box, and it's just the amp and like the accessories. There's no guitar in it. So here I am looking at this box, thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna shred on this thing. And my idea of shred back then was like single notes, <laughs> single. Basically, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> that actually sounded a lot better than me for like the first month. But um, there's no guitar in this box. So uh, I had to sit there for the night and just wait it out. And eventually we got it. And I got going. And um, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes was the first, I say song. And I'm not saying full song. I could play like four notes of that song. And uh, that, was, that was the first one that got me into it. And then from there on out, it would be um, learn a little bit more, a little bit more guitar tabs and that kind of stuff. And so let me let me ask you this: then, did you uh, like get lessons to learn how to play, or did you just? Teach I actually yourself? never did the lessons thing. I was I was wow. one of those kids that was never persistent. If I was into something, if it didn't come easy, I was done. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I just had some good friends that were into it um, that had been into it for a lot longer than myself, and. Um, just through watching them and playing with them and listening to music and ultimately guitar tablature was what got me going. Um, I couldn't read music, still can't. Um, I, I mean, I know a little bit more now than I did then, but um, mm-hmm. guitar tabs are basically just showing you where to put your fingers and what to count and what to strum. And that eventually was what would get me like, all right, well maybe this isn't so bad. Like separating the fact that you don't have to know like a ton of theory to like be able to play an instrument you know a lot of it just comes kind of just from feel and just really persistence and that was one of the first times i'd actually like um gotten gotten big into something and stuck with it because i had given up so much i mean i signed up to play football when i was in eighth grade Mm -hmm. quit ended up playing football in high school and you know did you know better than i would have expected but i had never stuck with anything and this was one of the first things and now it's been you know like 14 or 15 years and it's still more prevalent than ever and you know, i took some time off here and there but um well, it sounds like you found more of like a passion you know, oh yeah abso- you really love. absolutely yeah. absolutely because it's i mean 
it was just that thing that just that thing that I could do and it was something that I did differently because I mean there was you know bands were popular and people wanted to do that but I didn't really have a ton of friends that did it so like it was something that I could do just kind of on my own you know separate myself from whatever's going on and just just do my thing so nice. now, I've known you for about a year now and mm-hmm. you know we're not like best buds like I don't know everything about you yeah, you're, you're always the music guy right. to me. You're the music guy. <laughs> what what guy. else do you do? Like, do you, what else do I know I you're do? married. Right. Yep. I'm married. Uh, I've been married. Uh, Morgan is my wife. She's great. She puts up with all my bullshit, which I don't know how. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't even put up with my own bullshit sometimes. But she's uh, she's been there. We've been together six years. We've been married for two, a little over two now. November is two. Um, we got a baby on the way. Coming Congratulations, in July. Congrats, dude. Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. And um, uh, as far as work goes, uh, for the past 10 years, I've been delivering beer. Um, the Budweiser guy. Um, nice. A lot of people look at me and they look at how small I am and how how uh, frail I appear to be. But now I've been doing that. And it's, uh, it's a good good gig. You know, I enjoy doing it. Um, kind of sucks in the wintertime. But, um, you know, that's what I do. And um, we live out in Byron. Uh Grew up in Batavia, lived in Buffalo for a little bit, um, met my wife then, um, well, my wife now, then met her, and uh, <laughs> right. ended up, we, we moved back to Batavia for a little bit, we ended up getting our own place in Rochester for a while, now we bought a house in Byron uh, this past summer, so we're pretty much back local, and that's um, yeah, my little uh It's always funny, whatever. right? can never... Even when people like move away, it seems like everybody always kind of gravitates back. Towards Everyone this gravitates area. back, uh, and there's yeah. really, like the what, what is going on? There's not like a ton going on, but no, it's it's, it's seems, comforting it's in funny, that you right? know it. Right, exactly. It's, just, exactly. it's what happened with me. Like, you know, we did a couple episodes of the spot, right. knowing that I was moving to Pittsburgh spot. for like and I've, a day and a half. I've said my whole life <laughs> that I've always wanted to get the fuck out of Batavia. We had like a going away party for you, didn't we? Did we go out and like have drinks, and then you were back like two days later? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably not to not to like call you out. But no, pr- no, no, dude. dude, dude. No, I had a, you I had have a no idea how much nice flack I've caught for this post on Instagram. Right. That I was just like, put it out there, and two days later he's back. It had like, four likes it, before he was back. I know, right? <laughs> that's not for lack of popularity. That's just for lack of time. Like yeah. you were back, but Joe's I thought like, he's back. I thought I was right. gone, dude. He's back. Like yeah. that's all I've ever wanted to Everyone's do. Back. Like me and him have been best friends yeah. forever. He's heard me say that, especially when I went to college and met people and moved right. away and came back. I was like, yo. Pittsburgh's a cool place. Dude, Pittsburgh's super cool. I, I've been quite a few times, and uh, for you to come back. Well, I, I, you, know, you know, dude, I don't really know what it was, but uh, the day before I went to move was Taylor and Sean's wedding, so I think that had something uh, to do okay. with it, too. Mm-hmm. But I woke up. You know, I was so pumped, so pumped, and then the morning of the day I went to move, I woke up. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I'll admit it, I sat on the front stairs and I just started crying. I was like, dude, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Like, it just hit me. Right, right. And my parents were like, yo, you don't got to go. And I was like, no, I got to go. So I I drove down and the whole way there, I wanted to turn around. Like, I pulled over a couple times. I was like, dude, do you want to do this or do you not want to do this? (laughs) And all it was was just my family. Like, I'm super tight with my little brothers. Yeah. Like, they're my best friends in the world. Like, I want to, yeah. you know, do stuff with them. So I was there for two days, and I was just bugging out those whole two days. Yeah. And I was like, nope, not for me. So I told my Turn boss on day number two, I was like, yo, I'm out, motherfucker. You were there long enough for your back to stop hurting so you could turn around and come back. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Yep. Hey, it took a nice, nice little weekend getaway at Pittsburgh. But it, really but it was cool with me because now I get to see living rooms play. Hell yeah. Yes, Jesus. 
No, but see, I've never had that desire to like leave. I don't know why. I feel like I'm like the only one. A lot of times, I'm just. I never really had because I knew, like for me at least, it's like family's here. Like everybody I care about and love is here. Family is important, you know. And you're just content, and there's nothing wrong with being content. You know what I mean? It's just you know it. It's comfortable. You know, there's not a whole lot going on, but whatever. It's home. Right. It's because I don't know to me it's just like as long as you're with the people you care about then that's what right. life's all about right. so For sure. that's deep man deep. wow yeah that was no because it's just in high school how many people just talk it's like oh I can't wait to get the hell out of here I'm gonna move right you know insert really warm location right <laughs> like that's what it always was <laughs> yeah. like Somewhere super yeah, warm. I, I couldn't wait to get here. out of here. I uh, <laughs> I went to GCC for a semester, mm-hmm. and it was the first day of the second semester. And I pulled up, and it was like a it was like snowing sideways, and I had to park like way at the back. And I was like, you know what, this isn't for me. And I and I'm I'm, I'm not even kidding. I literally pulled up. <laughs> I couldn't park close, and I'm like, I'm done with this shit. I got home and I told my mom, I'm like, I'm not going back. She's like, I hope you got a plan. And I'm like, yeah, I got a plan. Mm-hmm. I had a part-time job at the time. I ended up sticking it out for a little bit. And then I jumped ship and I'm, you know, still at the same spot. But Bailed on G-Dub because he didn't want to walk across the parking lot. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny, though, that, like, that's the realization. You're like, right. no, I told you guys about it. persistence and how I'm not a persistent person. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those situations. that. So we've gotten Joe's take on how Living Room came about. I want to hear your take because you're the founder. You're the godfather of it uh, all. Don't talk about it like that. Please don't. <laughs> you are. I heard it's Joe your baby. talk about me as, the, as the, the daddy of all creators. And I'm like, the, the daddy not. of all daddies. Sure. Yeah. Shredmaster Colin. Dad. I think he was talking about the beard, too, though. He's like, the I think that's what it was. It was the beard. It was the beard. Um, oh, Jesus, Joe. Uh, how, did, how did living rooms come to be? So... There's going to be a lot of I and me talk when we talk about like how living rooms came to be because it really started as just like I had taken a little bit of time off for music. I had like sold all my stuff. We were like we had gotten an apartment. I had a drum set. I had so many guitars, but we didn't have like furniture. We didn't have anything. So I eventually like sold a bunch of my stuff. Music had kind of taken a backseat. Um, so I pretty much had nothing left. And then uh, I just kind of on a whim. I was on Pure Volume, which is a music website I don't know if you're familiar with. That was very big when I was in high school, and that's how we found, like, all those cool bands that we, you know, became to love. And I just took a shot. I'm like, I wonder if this is still, like, a relevant site. And, it, and I got on there, and it was. I came across some bands um, that now I've just I've become to love. And uh, I got on there, and I was just listening to this music. And, like, I kind of gotten sick of, like, everybody kind of, like, changed the ways. Like, they kind of went electronic or a little more they just went a different direction a little more alternative indie whatever and i'd found some bands that were like still playing the music that i liked back then that got me into music so i started listening more and i'm like you know what i think i want to give this a go again so it was my birthday and i told morgan i'm what year uh this is probably 2014 i think it was okay yeah it was it was august of 2014 um i get this guitar and that for whatever reason it just like kind of inspired me to like i'm gonna start writing music again so I get the computer out. I get GarageBand going. I'm sitting down. I got it. I got it set up at our like dining room table in our apartment, and I'm just coming up with some riffs. And I start just hammering these things over and over and over. And Morgan's like, "Will you just stop? Will you just stop with the same thing over?" I'm like, "This is the process. You lay something down, and it just goes on and on and on." So we were kind of button heads for a little bit of that, and then eventually, it took me a while to get like a couple of songs that like I kind of thought were really cool. And then next thing you know, I had like five, six, seven, eight, nine. Next thing you know, I got like 10 or 12 songs and I'm like, these are pretty cool. But I'm like, I don't know anyone that's local still that I played with that still plays or I just, 
I never thought it would come to be anything. So I, um, it was just like a hobby of mine, you know, mm-hmm. I can't really sing. So I couldn't really make anything of it. I would just write music and that was like my little outlet. And, um, eventually I started showing some friends, um, so, some of this music and they were all like, you know, that's pretty cool stuff. Maybe, we, maybe you should do something that I'm like, again, with the persistence thing, I'm like, I'm never going to, it's going to be too much work. I'll never make anything happen. And then, um, I know Joe talked about Ben Gray, who was a kid, um, great friend, still a great friend. He lives in Florida and, um, he, I played in bands with him for years and, um, he had, he had came and went numerous times, Florida, he'd be back. He'd go to Florida. He'd come back. And we talked about like, let's get this band thing going. And, um, he was like, yeah, you know, maybe. And he kind of went off into his own thing, like got into like jazz and blues and stuff. And which is great. You know, that's the thing about music. You can like, you can listen to whatever you want and it's whatever it's your thing. And I'm um, so he kind of been like, yeah, I don't really know if that's still the stuff that I'm interested in playing. And you know, I, I was writing music that was similar to the stuff that I had always liked and the stuff that I found was still like relevant. So, um, we kind of gone back and forth and he wasn't really super interested. And, um, we went out one night and, um, it was me and Joe and Ben, my wife, her sister, her brother, my brother, we went out. Uh, my dad ended up being out with us and, um, we got back that night and we were just hanging out in the patio and we had kind of talked about music a little bit. And I always knew that Joe, like, play guitar or whatever and um i showed him some of what i was working on and he was like dude he's like i know what you're trying to do here and i was like yeah just you know a little something i put together and he was very like dude this is really cool stuff this is really cool and he kept like talking it up and we were out there you know it was uh my sister-in-law and my brother and we were like we kept talking about it and they were like maybe you should pursue this and ultimately we did and uh, that's, I mean, kind of how Living Rooms came to be. It started as uh, my project was called The Iron Giant, which was named solely after the movie The Iron Giant. Um, I was just trying to find, like, a deeper meaning to what I was working on. And, like, I was thinking, all right, you know, here I am. I'm a beer guy. Um, I got this girl. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't my wife at the time. I got this, you know, serious girlfriend. Um, we're doing all these different things, but like I can find myself in music. So like the big theme of that movie there in giant was, you know, you can be anything you want to be. And it's mm-hmm. ultimately that was like, you know, that sounds pretty cool to me. Like you do this during wow. the day, this is your job. This is the life you're living, but you can just kick back. You can do music. And like, no matter what life has in store for you, you can always like just do your thing. And that was, that was music. So that's kind of how that came to be. And then, I mean, the rest is just, a bit, it's been a year and a half of, of, uh, of a journey of trying to get the right people at the right time. And, um, a year and a half later, we, uh, we played one show, um, <laughs> which isn't saying much. Where'd you guys play? Uh, we played at a, at a do it yourself venue in Buffalo. Um, it was okay. called sugar city. It's like an art expo. They do like stand up and it's on Niagara like street, it's on Niagara street, oh, okay. uh, right yeah. by the resurgence brewery and, yeah, um, the resurgence. Yeah. We played one show, but to us it was uh, it was a pretty monumental time in that we hadn't really found a singer. We just decided to get up there and just do our thing, and um, we got some good feedback. Joe sang. Joe really? sang. He, Joe did, sang, he didn't do bad. And like, I sang backup. He, he did pretty good. He worked really hard, and I give him a lot of props. He did, dude. He well, was. I mean, that's he was into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He was into it, dude. Like for yeah, a month or two, because they were right. struggling to find someone to sing. Like yeah, they went right. through three or four guys that they brought mm-hmm. on, but these guys just kept bailing on them for whatever reason. Right. You know, that they had going on with their lives. 
So Joe was like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to do this. So, he you know, Joe he started looking in. up stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. On the he's, internet. He's doing vocal, vocal warm-ups. He's drinking all these funky teas. But <laughs> I give him credit, too, because you know what? I would have never said, I'm just going to do it. And I had been in bands, and I didn't want to get up there and just sing. And not that I really could have, but yeah. he was just like, fuck it. You know, let's do it. So I give him a lot of credit because yeah, he, uh, we, we had some struggles. He was uh, having a hard time finding confidence, and he would look for me for... Uh, you know, positive feedback Direction. and like, it, yeah. you know, and, and like, I was just, we weren't exactly where I wanted to be. So I had a really hard time with it, yeah. but had he not done that, we never would have played a show. We made a lot of cool friends at night. Um, we, I mean, that place was packed for, uh, you, for got, a, you guys crushed. I was, thought you guys, did it really was a good. really good time. I loved it. It turned it out awesome. to be a pretty cool show. So to say that we've only played a show over the last year and a half, it's kind of underwhelming, but it's, it, being in a band is harder when you're an adult. We've come to discover, you know, we yeah. all work different shifts. We all work different jobs, different places. I work in Buffalo. Joe works in Batavia. Matt works with me. Uh, Matt is now our singer. He works with me. Um, he works overnights, um, currently working day shifts. So we're trying to have a good little run here. But like, a, and then there's Andy, which no one really knows what Andy does. But we know he's available like twice a week. He's a physical therapist. He's a, yeah, he's really. He, he's, Andy's he's, smart he's, dude. Yeah, he's a, he does something with fitness and he does a lot of coaching and stuff, which Andy's awesome. Andy's an awesome drummer. And um, he's a nice guy, dude. He's a great guy. He's a good he's a dude. He's a great guy. He's a goofball. We make it work. And um, it's, been a, it's been a long road, like I said. A talented drummer, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you sit there at their band practice and you watch him, and it's like. And, I really, crushes. I really like Matt's though. Like, like I, I think we were talking about it a little earlier. Like his voice, though, specifically for like that sound. For, oh, like, absolutely, rock, and that's perfect. Why, the thing with Matt is, okay, so I've now been where I work for like the better part of ten years, and I had Matt had worked there for he he he's now been there like full time for like I don't know a couple years, but he had worked there on and off like in different departments, and I had come across him once like like four or five years ago when i was at work and i saw him and we crossed paths and i'm looking at this dude i'm like this dude looks like he's in a band so i like i did a little bit of research and i found out that he was and he was in this really good band and i was thinking like you know maybe there are more people that still play music maybe i just gotta like look further than batavia and the people that i know right so we um I crept on him a little bit and he was in this band and they were touring and stuff and he was working like on and off and um so i'm like i knew that this kid could uh could could sing and he he's just super talented so like eventually he came to work in the, in the department that i work in so like you know just kind of in passing hey what's going on man what's going on you know how, how are you doing just kind of just like super casual talk and do you want to be in my band <laughs> yeah right i'm thinking that in my head i'm thinking that in my head and it's actually kind of funny because my brother also works with me and um so they work in on the same shift so they were working like side by side and I, I was talking to my brother about Matt, and I'm like, yo, this kid's in a band. I need him in my band. <laughs> so Figuring out how can I get my brother, <laughs> My brother said that I courted him because I hit him up on Facebook, and I was literally like a guy like DMing a girl. That's how it felt. And I'm trying to like, in as few words as possible, trying to say you have to sing in my band. So I ended up sending him like, I actually... I gave him a physical disc of like 10 songs that I had worked on that I was like the most proud of from my Iron Giant project, whatever. And I gave it to him and he just had this look on his face like, oh, this is going to be freaking brutal. Here I am, bald, 
like blue collar, like rough around the edges. And he just looks at me. He gives me this look. And he won't admit it, but he gave me this look like this. This is going to suck. <laughs> so he ends up listening to it. And he's like, dude, this was really, really good. And like my brother told me that he had, when he had gotten the CD for me, that he, um, he was like, I really didn't think that your brother could do music. And this is like really good stuff. So I tried getting him right then and there. But he was just, he was still trying to find his way, new job, uh, you know, just doing his own thing, got a girlfriend, you know, trying to, you know, make everything work. Mm-hmm. So it took a really, really long time. We ended up becoming really good friends. We jammed a few times and like, we always just had like this, we gelled, you know, with our creativity and just our interest in music and stuff. And, um, it was just a really long, a long road. So like we'd play together for a little bit. He'd express a lot of interest. We'd stop for a long time. We'd play together. We'd stop. So ultimately, we were like, you know, it was me, Joe, Andy, and uh, it was in Zach Fay was our bass player at the time, and um, we decided that we were just gonna, you know, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. So we ended up getting everything together. We ended up playing a show. Um, we ended up recording a three-song demo with Joe and I singing. And back then, we were like, this is pretty cool. But like looking back, it was not cool. <laughs> it was not it was pretty cool. Garbage. Um, so we. Uh, we put it out. We put one song out, uh, The Wall in the Window, which will be on our EP when that releases. And that's coming out very, very soon. Uh, set to probably drop on Friday, depending on getting it all together, getting it on Spotify, getting it on iTunes. But it's looking like Friday is going to be the day. And um, Friday, when your lives get changed, people. February 3rd. Friday. February 3rd. I think it's the second. The second? Okay. Is it the second? or it's is the it the third. Friday's the third. I think Friday. Twenty ninth is tomorrow. Thirtieth is. You're right. Thirty one days in January. You're right. It's the second. It's Groundhog Day. You're right. So we're about to hit you with the CD. The third is of Saturday. So please treat the EP like Groundhog Day and just go through this. (laughs) You should name. You should change the name Groundhog Day. (laughs) We'll get into the name. We'll get into the relevance of that. But um, Matt ended up hearing what we did, and he realized I think that these guys are going to do it anyways. We're such good friends. You know why don't we just build on like our friendship and let's play music. And we started, and uh, here we are. It's been a long process. Um, we started recording in September uh, for the EP, and we released a single called September that was supposed to be released by the end of September, and it ran into October. It was like October th- like It was like October 8th, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was really like beginning of the month, but still. We are just such procrastinators. And like I said, being an adult. Joe, never. Oh, Joe, never. <laughs> never. Never. <Joe>. <laughs> It came out in October. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Seriously. <laughs> Such a poser. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, it's been like five months, and we now, uh, we now um, we're going to release it. And uh, we did it all with Anthony Del Plato, who's a local guy. Super talented, super patient um, for dealing with us. And we just had a really hard time getting our schedules to mesh and getting everything going. But... Here we are. A year and a half later, we played a show, and we're just now releasing our first EP. But well, we're, we're, we're proud of it. You so. just brought it up. You go, we'll get into the relevance of the name in a minute. But I, I was honestly thinking that in my head a minute or two before you said it, that I feel like I understand where the name, now it comes off my chest, comes from. Now just hearing you talk. Now it's off my chest. Hearing you talk about the right, band. Right. Hearing you talk about how you, you know, you've always like jamming but it kind of went away when you got all that right. stuff with the girlfriend and the house you yeah know. yeah right but now it's coming back and it's like you have this desire to want to jam yeah i Is mean that... there's 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 many different ways you can look at it and now we'll even go back to like the relevance of the name living rooms because uh the band down to earth approach was a huge 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 inspiration for all of us going back to like 2003 2004 they were a uh, local band mm-hmm. 
amazing band. Still like listen to them regularly. They had a song called Living Rooms. So when everyone hears the name, they're like, oh, you named your, your band after a Down Earth Road song. And while that does have like importance to us, there was like a much deeper meeting. Like there's like as little of a meeting as like me recording the Iron Giant in my living room. There was, you know, me showing Joe some of these songs in my living room. So there was like little quirky stuff like that. But really the deepest meaning to living rooms was that like you can all be at whatever point in your life doing whatever you do. But like, where do you find peace? You know, uh, you, you just work a long day, the hustle and bustle, you get home and you come to peace in your living room, whether you throw on the TV, whether it be modern family or cops or football, like that's where you like come to peace. So like I'm at a different spot in my life than Joe, who's in a different spot than Andy and Matt. We're all in these different spots, but like where we come together and like put all that aside is like in the band. So we named it living rooms in that. I it's like, like, like it it's lot. like the common Dude. ground. It's just where you kick up your feet, man. And that's like music is our way of doing that. So however you want to think we came up with the name, it's really deeper than like, you know, what it sounds or it's deeper than just a down earth road song. But don't get me wrong. I mean, they had a big influence on us. You got like that Blink-182 that made me want to pick up a guitar, but then you had down earth approach that made me want to like actually put a band together. So there's so many different ways you can look at it. And then as far as now that it's off my chest goes. So I wrote a, a lot of the music that we're playing now and I ended up writing a lot of the lyrics that we're playing now and um, since Matt's been involved he's had a lot more input on uh, melodies and harmonies and and fixing some of the stuff that we did that was okay but needed improvement but the the relevance of now that it's off my chest is I started writing lyrics and now I'm in this happy point in my life I got this awesome girlfriend who becomes my fiance who's now my wife like I'm in this awesome spot I got a job that I like we got a house, like we're doing all this cool stuff. That's like totally good. But like I'm writing lyrics that it's all like negative. It's super negative. Like I hate this, I hate that. And not necessarily to do with her, just, just bad experiences or, or stories about right. bad times. And like, I'm thinking, why is this all just negative? Why is it sad? Why is this like evil and not evil, but like, why is it just so it's just giving off this bad image? Like, am I unhappy with my life? But I'm not. And Joe wrote some lyrics and as we put it together, the commonality we came up with was that like, even though we're in good spots now, we all carry like this shit from the past and like, you don't truly get rid of it. And like, I wrote it down on paper and like, it made me feel a little better, but until you put it into a song and like you sing that yeah. and you portray that, that's when it is like off your chest. Yes. So like the commonality of it all is just that we're carrying this weight and like getting it out and getting it out in a way that fits you best, which for us, it's music we got it off our chest and now we're in like we can start fresh so now we're noticing that like a lot of the new stuff we're working on it's got like a lot more of like a uplifting theme behind it not like fuck this fuck that i hate you yeah my jeans are too tight (laughs) like my shitty band t-shirt kill your grandma music yeah right i don't know if i go that far but just like dark like close the shades and cry music like no i get that it's not that but like it was still important to us to get that out and like that's I mean that was that's what this EP is like the the shit that you carry from years and years and years ago it's just boom that's that's done and now we can move on with the next with the next phase which is now being content with where we're at yes. and not worrying about the past so let me ask you this because you guys obviously are still practicing are you working right. on new stuff now is um, that what's... It, we 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 kind of took a few months off um I found out that Morgan was pregnant um mm-hmm. 
we just we just came to a point where like we were having a really hard time getting together, working different shifts, and having stuff going on. We kind of stopped for a little while, and I think now that like we've kind of uh, we've had a little bit of like a hiatus from all that. I think we're now really going to try and like get back into it and like write some new music, rehearse the stuff that we've been playing, get to that point where we can play some shows and like have some fun with it. And I think once we get that ironed out, I think we will definitely, we got a lot of ideas. I think we will definitely try and like get that going at Dude, some point. So. Let's have a show in the backyard. You guys can set up right Dude, on the dock. I am, I'm we'll, so down with we'll that. Mosh. <laughs> you right? think we could? Because I would have you guys over. Like I'll be like, mom, dad, yeah, go to Buffalo for the day. Over. I'd be down. I think the ordinance <laughs> is like 10 o'clock. We dealt with that a lot in the past. Uh, More in, experts in, on this in older brand <laughs> in older bands, um, not having a, a spot to, to practice at. We practice in Bangray's garage. Oh, we God. practice in my friend Mike's garage. I mean, we were going everywhere because no one had a spot. Man, we were getting cops called. I think it's ten o'clock. <laughs> I think ten o'clock is the uh, right. is the ordinance. We could make something happen, but we got to get to that point first. Dude, that'd be so cool. So yeah, it would be. No man, wherever you guys play, I want to know because I want to yeah, be absolutely. there. I want to see you live. Absolutely. I want to see you guys live because it was March like thirtieth. It was March thirtieth of last year. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. dude, we're approaching a year, and, and it's that in was pre-Matt, right? Like pre-Matt, that, that was Joe's pre- singing. That was, that Joe we had was a different singing. bass player. We had a different bass player. Um, yeah, things happen. You know, we just ended up kind of going our separate ways for a while, reassembling, disassembling, new singer, new people. And now I think we're kindly at you know where we want to be. So I think that we can, uh, I think that if we pick up the pieces, we'll probably be able to, you know, play some shows. And I mean, no one's looking for anything bigger out of this than to just like hit people with some music that like maybe they can feel something with, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's what it's all about. Like that's, you know, to me at least music in its purest form. Yeah, absolutely. Just inspiring people, you know, just for the fun of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Find inspiration, you know, uh, you know, write some music and that hopefully somebody else can find like that same amount of like inspiration or even just a song that you can, you just nod your head to or like enjoy, even if it's not deep, something, even if it's not lyrics touching you like deep down, just the music and just having something fun that you can like get into. Now, when I was thinking, when we were thinking about having you on, I was Uh thinking about stuff that I talked to you about and you kind of just touched on it. Like with the lyrics part, Mm -hmm. like I've obviously not musically inclined and I'm not gifted at all, but like for me and myself, I've done it for a long time where I'll write like poems, lyrics, right. I write short stories. Yeah. I was working on a novel for a while. Like I just like to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you're saying, like all, all of that stuff comes from negative parts. Like if you look at any of that stuff, it's all bad stuff. It's, it's nev- people dying. Right. It's like people die in my short stories. Like my right. poems, are, you know, it's just negative stuff. Well, it's like evil. the happy stuff yeah. we'll talk about. Exactly. You have right. no problem talking about the good stuff, but you don't necessarily want to talk about the shit. No. Right. So it's like, what, what, what is, what is my outlet for, for letting out all this negativity, whether it be writing or yeah. stories, poems, whatever it is. And I can, it's just so funny. Cause I got a few notebooks that I can, and I dated everything mm-hmm. and I can literally go back to it and be like, Oh, October 18th, 2015. Right. I remember that. I remember how pissed I was. When, yeah. Like, I know what every word means. Exactly. And I can't even... That's just words. Like, we talk in words every uh-huh. day, so we have a good control over words. Right. But it just blows right. my mind how people can come up with these sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, just to use an example, Paul McCartney with Yesterday. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or, like, you know, Van Halen with Eruption or... Any Eddie Vedder, what Kurt about Cobain. What about Dreams? We talking, we talking Van Halen? Like, we talking... Dude, I like Dreams. I like uh, Love Walks In... We've had this conversation before today we have <laughs> about today. old Van Halen yeah. and like I say new Van Halen, but like newer Van Halen. 
right. Sammy, Van Hagar. Van Hagar. Van Sammy Hagar. Hagar. <laughs> the keys, man. Oh, man, that was just something. That, oh, stuff, that stuff hits me. What about Jimmy certain, Page? You like that one? Honestly, Too okay. Much? You'll hate me for this, and, and Joe will never let me live this down, but, like, my... Uh, it's so weird when it comes down to me in music, because, like, I literally have... I like a little bit of everything. Like, I like mm-hmm. Def Leppard. I like some rap. I like some, some, some metal music. I got some friends that are an awesome... In one in particular, uh, friends in Ice Nine Kills, and they're just a brutal, talented. I mean, they're just awesome. I'm into so many different things, but like, as far as like digging deeper into it, Joe hates the fact that I call myself a musician, but I have zero interest in like, like older music. Do you have a few favorite band? It could be artists from any time period. Do you have a few where it's like, yo, this is Colin's jam? Collins jam. Like I know when oh, Zach geez. wants a jam, I'm probably putting in the Beatles, the uh-huh. Chili Peppers. See though, I think I'm more like that too in the in the sense that like I don't necessarily have like even a couple like favorite like go to right. things. It's more like songs for me or whatever like the mood. Yeah, in, certain know? songs bring it back to like a certain time. Like yeah. I still remember listening to some music and where I was the first time I listened to it. Yep. I remember listening to like some Mayday Parade and like that <laughs> throwing me back to like breaking up with like an ex girlfriend or like right. listening yep. to like a song that like I'd play. You know, during the summer, it just takes me back, man. Like, you can almost, like, put yourself back into that yep. spot. So, yeah, I have songs like that. Um, I don't really – I don't know that I have. Like, I mentioned Blink-182 and how they made me want to pick up a guitar. And I mentioned Down to Earth Roach, how they made me want to be a band. But, like, mm-hmm. the music that's still important to me is, like, that stuff from, like, you know, the early 2000s and, like, the Taking Back Sundays and the used and stuff like that. And, like, Taking back Sundays. they're still doing it today, man. I mean, you know, it just – it's it's – it's kind of inspiring to know that like they played stuff that got you so big into it back then. And like, they're still doing it. And it's still like, it's still I like, these, uh, it sound like, uh, what some of the warp tour bands. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is all music. We're, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Warp right. tour is done after this year, by yeah, the way, say, that's yeah, like super it. disappointing. I'm thinking about going. Just that's to when you know you're old. I'm going to have to go. It got harder when I got older. Cause I started working, like I got a full-time job, so yeah. I couldn't just like blow off. You know, it's always in the summertime in the beer business. It's always busy in the summer. Like, I was right. unable to keep going, but I think I'm definitely going to have to make it a point. I think I want to go for the last one. I, I think mean, <laughs> the end of an era, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. absolutely. There, they go. They get I'll out admit, of I've, I know, like, bands that have played at Warped Tour, but I've never actually been to uh, Warped Tour. Like, we might have to so bring you this year. We I might have, have to, to bring you this Warped year. Warped Tour is great, but it's it's almost, like, terrible at the same time because it's so hot. It's so dusty. Yeah, so hot. So many people. Like... Uh, like there's so much music i mean don't get me wrong it's great it's great but it's just like it is a day it is like a long day of it's like so much excitement and like so much energy by the end you're just like well it's like different too than other concerts right because it's Mm. multiple bands you're going to see yeah absolutely and now it's like not so much just punk rock i mean you get like hip-hop artists in there and you get you know your hard bands and you get some pop music i mean you get like a little bit of everything i got a story for you off the air about the time Joe took me to Warp Tour. Okay. We'll leave it at, we'll leave <laughs> we'll it at leave that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll talk about it off the air. Right. <laughs> so, um, um. But yeah, no, how crazy is that? The last year of Warp. How long have they been around doing that? Uh, it's like 20 years or something, right? 25 years, I think. Wow. I'm mid-90s, mid-90s, early Fact 90s. Check. No fake news here at the spot. No yeah, fake no, news. No, no fake news. <laughs> Don't rely on me for any sort of, like, facts because, like. It's still, though, it's. Because I just know how crazy, like. Like, you know, when we, I would always chill with, like, Red in those days. Like, just back in middle mm-hmm. school, how many people were like, oh, no, dude, like, you got to listen to some of these bands. Or in high school, it's like, yeah, we got to go see these bands. It was just, right, right, right. just a totally different, you know, totally different setup, like, with 
you know, concerts and everything. Because, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to see one singer or, like, a couple right. open Oh, yeah, you're getting – everywhere. You get up there and you look at the board in the morning. Okay, this band's playing on this stage at this time. And this band's playing on this stage at this time. And, and like, then you get the, the, your two favorite bands that are playing at the same time. It's like, all right, who are you going to see? You know, you go watch them. I'll go watch them. We'll take our shitty phones and try to get, like, an 18-second video of – What's going on? It was, it was a great time. August 4th, 1995. 1995. Okay. So 20, 20, 23, 23, 23, 23. 23. 23. So wow. almost a quarter of a century. Wow. Yeah. Because, I mean, I used to work my summer job in college at Darien Lakes. So okay. Whenever, and so, I, it always seemed like I'd work the day that Warped Tour. Yeah. So you see, like, oh, yeah. the bands would try and come on rides. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes exceptions, you know, for... I, yeah. I just remember checking out the schedule before mm-hmm. and being... And, then you get there and you see what time everybody's playing and you're like, yo, I got to be there at this time. Yeah. I got to be there at this time. Yeah. I got to be at that stage. Welcome at this back, time. Zach. <laughs> a day to remember and taking back Sunday and playing at the same time. Right. Uh, right. I got to pick. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, was, he, was he gone for a minute? I think he did. We literally just, we just had we that just, conversation. We just said that. You're here at the spot. <laughs> no, yeah, you're res- Zoning in on uh, yeah you, yeah I know, so you were fact checking. I apologize. So I, I, I I apologize. For we just lost like that. ten followers because of that. <laughs> <laughs> ten of our eleven followers just right, left. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no man, but it's uh, I just always found that crazy. I think one year though, because that's always kind of a unique thing when you have like artists like come into like the theme park like that that'll actually like want to go on rides. Like most of the times it'll be a, a country singer because that's just what's huge at Darien Lake. But one year I think it. We, Fallout Boy was there, and they we had to like completely clear off. Back like, when Fallout Boy was cool, when Fallout yeah. Boy was a band. Back when it was, you know, before I'm, they. I'm gonna interject just problem. for a second. Go ahead. Because you're talking about Fallout Boy. Hmm. I remember I was cruising through YouTube one day, watching a bunch of bunch of bands from like way back, watching like hmm. Fallout Boy and Simple Plan and like New Found Glory. I mean, some New of those Found bands, Glory. some of those bands are still doing stuff. Well, they're all doing stuff, um, different different stuff. I think at this point, and I'm watching, I'm watching. Um, Fall Out Boy played, this is probably like 10 years ago, and I'm watching it with my brother Alex, who's four years younger than me. So he was, we're kind of in like the same same interest in music, but like he's a little bit younger, so not totally like up to speed on stuff. And we're watching Fall Out Boy, and he's like, I didn't realize that they had like a real drummer. And he's like really good. I'm like, yeah, Fall Out Boy was like a legitimate band one day. And they, you can say they still are, but yeah. right. I've well, just lost. Yeah, they've gone so more amazing. Did you yeah, ever? Yeah. they've kind of sold out a little Did bit. Did you ever get into like Four Years Strong, Pierce yeah. the Veil? Uh, four Years Strong for sure. Now Pierce the Veil. Um, not so much because I think at that point when those bands got big, I had kind of kind of like fallen out of that a little bit. Before Your Strong was around, was definitely in that window. Yeah, Before Your Strong. Um, um, I'm trying to think of those bands like in that kind of like post like Blink-182. All-Time Low. All-Time Low. <laughs> All-Time Low, Mayday Parade. Um, I'm just, oh, my God. So many my Chemical did. Romance. My Chemical Romance. Yellow yeah. Card. Yellow Card. Um, Yellow Card is huge. I got like every one of their albums on my phone. Yeah, I still play bands. them regularly. Um yeah, Pierce Vale was more like that Sleeping with Sirens, Memphis yeah. Mayfire yeah. type of metal scream high and like melodic hardcore. I don't even know what you call it. There's so many different yeah. like subcategories <laughs> of what that music is. I wouldn't even try to pretend like I know what it is. But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, no, man. Music. So when's, uh, when's Living Room's coming out with a reggae album? Reggae when are you guys going reggae album? Um <laughs> I think if that would ever happen, that would be uh, at the hands of Joe. I was just going to say, you put yeah, Joe as like, the singer. Joe, new sound for this. Joe, uh, Let's go reggae. Joe will come to practice and be like, yo, I was dipping into reggae. I was dipping into R&B. And he'll play like three chords and just be like, 
Yo, we're gonna take this a different direction. I'm like, that's cool, man. You can do what you want, but when you're when we're here right now, like, I think I think we're gonna stick to like what we know. Dude, you guys not going into Bob Marley music. Man. Yeah, not, not not going into that, man. You guys just rock. Dude. I don't even have hair. I couldn't do dreads. I couldn't do like that. It just blows my mind, like, you know, because Joe's like big brother to me. I've known him since right. I was four. Absolutely. So you know, I lo- I know a lot about him. And like one of the songs that you guys have, you know, he more or less orchestrated more than he did any of the other ones. And like I, I saw that come along, dude. And like right. it gives me chills because I know, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I know what well, you're you, talking about in your lyri- songs, but I can picture Well, and exactly. you know the lyrical content. You know yes. exactly. And that was in the song Wishing You the Worst. Yes. And, yes. Um, or song eight. Eight. As you went on. Eight. Do you want to talk about the numbers? Well, I just remember it went like <laughs> 10, 2, 4, 6, 8. I remember it was 10-2, and then I don't remember after that. Okay, well, it started with 10. Okay, so we'll explain the number, the number theory here. Okay, so when we first started writing these songs, well, they were written. When we first started, like, putting them together, mm-hmm. um, we didn't have names or anything because we didn't have lyrics, we didn't have a singer. So it was just music. It was all instrumental at this point. So we, we got a whiteboard down in the basement. We're like, we're going to put down our set list, and this is how we're going to go through our practice. So it was just kind of boring. Numbers on a board. So we ended up drawing a penis on this chalkboard <laughs> whiteboard it was not a chalkboard um it was like this four foot whiteboard we put in the corner and we drew a dick and obviously it had the head the shaft and the balls so we were like we're gonna start from the tip and we're gonna work our way to the balls and that's the way we're gonna do it and it started with song 10 we called it and it was song 10 because that was the 10th song on this little 10 song demo of music that i written that was song 10 and then we would go to like two or six or whatever, and that's all we do in life. So then we started writing lyrics to these songs, and we're like, these songs still don't have names, they're numbers. Joe's like, what's the bridge to two? Or Andy's like, what is a bridge? <laughs> we get to that another time. But, so we're going by numbers, and we're like, we gotta name these songs, and we gotta refer to them as names because, like, we can't just do this number thing. Like, we gotta have s- some substance to these. So then we ended up naming them, but I know, like, you were there for the early stages where it was just like, kind of just like ad libbing trying to put something together. So you were there for like the numbers phase, but now we got names. They would usually say like, yo, we'll play two or yo, we'll play 10. But there were a couple times it'd be like, they would just say, yeah, start at the tip, go down on the balls and back up. And like back they up. would just go down. And, that, back and that's up. how we practice. We'd start at the tip and we'd go down on the balls. <laughs> that's what they would and, do. And if it was, if it was a good set, start if the tip, it was a good go to the balls, on, come back. we made it from the tip to the balls and it was like error free, we'd be done. But nice. you know what? If it sucked, which it did more often than not, we were going for the balls to the tip. We were gonna <laughs> and then the funny part is like they're sitting totally there right. asking me like, well, okay, the first time it's different because it's like the first time you hear their sound. But then I'd go over there and right. they'd be like, yo, how does this sound? Like, what, what do you think about this? And I'm like, uh-huh. guys, I don't know anything about music. <laughs> like, it sounds great. It, right. I, what do you, it sounds the same. What are you talking? How is that different right. from that? Like, and they're like, right. all right, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, like a, but it was coming together in our, in our eyes and it, and it, eventually did it sounded great to me the whole time i mean i like now i can definitely know that they're playing better but like back then i, it's a little I didn't more, notice it's a little the more holes. refined yeah. now and you know when you're listening to just music and then you put singing to it. i remember the first time we uh this was even before matt when joe and i tried to try to sing so we go from playing just music for like months and then now we're singing over it and no one knows what's going on. Andy's listening to the vocals. I'm listening <laughs> to the vocals. Joe's listening to like Andy while trying to sing. Like it was bad. It was really bad. I'm to the point where like this is never gonna work. And somehow it did. It did for a little bit. I'm and glad you guys kept going with it. I am too. I am too. It's really. It's a really fun thing. Cause I jam, dude. Like I blare September. Like and I'm like. Oh. <laughs> 
I can't wait for the rest. I downloaded it on my iTunes. Like the best part of October was September. That was our punchline when we tried to make we tried to make it cool because we sucked, but um. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. We got it done. We got all. We got all our final mixes back from Anthony, and um, we got artwork done. Um, it should hit Friday. Yeah, I was gonna say, how did uh, like where did you guys come up with the that cover there for September, like that artwork? The artwork. So, yeah. um, so we wanted to release September in September, and then we wanted to ultimately. It's a really sweet like. Uh, artwork by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank it. you, thank you, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll get to that. And um, we, it was going to be a fall EP, you know. September was going to, like, hit it off. That was going to be, like, mm-hmm. the final track. That was going to, like, wrap it up. So we went we did, like, a photo shoot out um, near near my house. And um, we ended up – we took, like, 300 pictures. We took some inside. We took some cool, like, kind of promo-type pics. And then we went outside and we took some pictures on the old railroad bridge and we went down into the water. We took a bunch of pictures and it was going to be a fall thing. So we came up with that for September because it really like depicted what fall was or whatever. And just kind of like the bridge was kind of like thematic and that like we're getting over all this, you know, shit, the kind of what it took to get to the band at this point and like kind of touched on like what the lyrics are portraying and stuff like that. So that was that. And then um, it just took a really long time. We, we listened to a lot. We wanted to change. We wanted to add. Mm. Um, so eventually it just ran over. And here we are in almost February finally releasing it. So that was like, it was going to be a fall theme. And then uh, we've kind of changed our idea since. And um, we've come up with new artwork, which you think is really, really cool. Um, so that's that. September was September. September was supposed to be a thing. And it didn't turn out to be nearly as cool as we thought. But the yeah. song got a lot of really good feedback. That was actually... Um, like I had said that I'd written a lot of the lyrics, um, and I don't say this like trying to take credit for anything, but it was just like, it kind of just started as my, you know, a thing I was doing and it turned out to be something that's, you know, a bunch of dudes, unexpecting friends, becoming friends and doing like a really cool thing that we like. And, um, how so much, uh, not to cut you off, but how much, uh, like how many of the ly- like songs did you write the lyrics for? Um, what? So there's five songs on the EP. Mm-hmm. I wrote songs for three of them. Joe wrote the majority of the lyrics for one of them, which I helped with like the hook on that one. And then September became the first song we wanted to release based on the, it was that time of year. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first song we pretty much put together as a whole. Um, those are Matt's lyrics. Uh, those are Matt's, you know, ev- that was Matt's take. You know, we had had lyrics for that song, and it was actually called, when we played it before Matt, it was called Bed Sheets in City Streets. Oh, And um, okay. the, the lyrics were totally different, and we, we liked the lyrics. We liked Matt's lyrics. Um, that was actually one of the first songs that Matt and I did acoustically, like, from the beginning. Really? And then it just took a really long time to transpire into anything. Um, so uh, that, that was Matt's thing, but... Uh, it was kind of a struggle because my wife loved the lyrics to that song because they were written about kind of like when we had first met in like that big gray area or whatever, like are we dating? Are we boyfriend and girlfriend? She liked that one a lot. And it was because it was, it was kind of negative, but it had a little more of like a bright side to it. So I think she liked that. And it was like a struggle, like amongst the band and then between her and I, like what lyrics are we going to use? And I said, we're going to use Matt's lyrics. Uh, Matt's part of the band now, and then it just turned out to be like a great song. And isn't uh, isn't two more or less about her too? 
Two is uh, the wall and the window. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't want to say the name because I didn't right. know. What you no, to that's say. fine. Uh, the name names. I knew, that's the one cool one I do name. know. I know two and eight. Wall, those are the only uh, ones I know. Right. Uh, yeah, that one was about her, and that one was not so pretty. The lyrics. She still loves it because she knows it's about her. You know how women are. Whether it's good or bad, <laughs> as long as you're thinking about them, they're like, that. That one's <laughs> they're that, cool. With it. Yeah, right. That one's pretty. So that, that one's pretty deep. <laughs> that, that one. That one. That's a deep one, man. I dug down deep for that one. That one had been written a couple different times too. And it was actually written about Ben, our buddy, who was mm-hmm. supposed to be a part of this and then bailed on us. We're, everything's cool now. Everything's copacetic, as we like to say. <laughs> um, but we, uh, that song had been written a couple different times, and it just sucked every time we wrote it. And then we took a, we took a step back, and then finally, one day, uh, the line, uh, this pain in my chest, literally didn't even have a deeper meeting at that point. I was just sitting on the couch like, wow, I have chest pains. Like, I ate too much whatever (laughs) you know what i mean and um that that line like got the whole thing going and then uh that turned out to be like one of the first complete songs that we that we really enjoyed and um that was that but um yeah so i mean i had you know uh i did a few songs joe did a song matt did a song but you know obviously going forward it's going to be a big collaborative effort um going forward you know everyone's going to have their input um I don't know. You know, I'm really, uh, I'm really curious to see where, uh, where it goes, if it goes anywhere. You know, where <laughs> we can take it. Again, we want nothing more than just to play music that people can get down with. And uh, I just, I just believe if you hear a good sound, like it's gotta go somewhere, right? Like it just, uh, I enjoyed it. Right. Enjoys it. I no, think I'm, gl- other I'm glad. Will. You know, we've we've heard a lot of good feedback. Um, a lot of people say that it reminds them of that that music from like the early 2000s. We've got yeah. a lot of it sounds like old Fall Out Boy, and I'm like, well, thank God it's a, thank you for using the word old, old right? Because that has a that, that that is a very crucial word. Um, I, I, yeah, old, old Fall Out Boy. I think you guys sound like Search the City, and then Matt himself sounds like Mayday Parade. Uh huh. Yeah. Like Matt, his vocals, he's like, got a that, great voice. like that. Like that Jamie he all does. over. Oh yeah. Had a dream. The like, grit. The grit. No, he's got. That's Matt. He's got some emotion. That's Matt. He is. He's one of the most talented people that I've ever met. You can definitely feel it, like. Like, in the, like, just again, I've only really listened to September. You can just feel yeah. like the. And that's why we waited on him for voice. so long. Because we were like, good. we knew that he would be like, I mean, we've all become such good friends. Mm-hmm. We, he, we knew that he would be like the, the, the final touch and like what would really like make us be like, okay, we can release some music that we're proud of. Not like Joe and I just saying, fuck it, let's just do it because we got to give somebody something yeah. tangible, you know, right. instead yeah. of just talking about it. Um, so he's, uh, you know, he was, he's the reason we're able to like get this EP out and, uh, hopefully everyone will dig it. So yeah, we'll keep working hard, dude. Cause honestly I like jamming to it. Yeah. For sure. It's cool to say that I know the guys and dude, you guys are good. Like I, I, I rock out that. with my cock out with that. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, anytime no. he's in the shower, man, just, and it's funny too, man. Cause it started with the cock on the whiteboard, man. That's, that's how it came to be. Cack, you are, cack the, the cock is still, uh, cack. important to you, but, um, yeah. Staying true it. to, tra- staying true to the, how it began, right? How it began. How it began. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how living rooms began. Um, I, well, obviously the cock was there, but I remember Joe. I remember Joe. I remember Joe coming over for the first time and, uh, I knew that he could play guitar, play guitar. Everyone well, can play he, guitar. Uh, he, say, you know. he credits you though with really helping him improve. I, he says he's. I, I don't want to. I don't want to take credit for it. I but I tell you what, I found a lot of patience in myself when it came, <laughs> when it came to getting something going because like we had always like known each other through Ben and like mm-hmm. hung out, you know, never like one on one. And finally, I was like, you know what, if we're gonna do this, 
Joe's the only guy I got. And he came over and he came over with his, uh, was it a Schecter guitar with like EMG pickups for like playing like just dirty, <laughs> like hardcore music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, we can start with that thing, but you're probably gonna have to get a new guitar <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> He's and, like, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> he knew, he knew, he could dabble. And then it, uh, for a while, things were not going so great. And then eventually it like clicked and then like, all right, now we can make this work. Let's, let's look elsewhere. And then, uh, then we were looking for a drummer and uh, we didn't even know where to look because I actually had a drum set and initially I was gonna, I was gonna be the drummer. And then it got to like me teaching Joe songs. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to write music and not be a part of like, I'm, like guitar was always like my first like big interest. And I'm like, I don't want to not be able to like, to, to fully enjoy this, you know? Right. So we ended up, uh, Joe knew that Andy, uh, knew, well, I mean, they went to school together and he knew that Andy was always in percussion, like in school and stuff like that. So I actually had my drum set set up in a storage unit because we couldn't have it at our little small apartment that we had. So uh, Joe and I went out there, we were like, let's have Andy come to the storage unit. So Andy's coming out and he's probably got to be thinking, these dudes are gonna like, just bludgeon me and throw me in the storage. <laughs> he comes out and I'm like, dude, just jam. And I'm like, we're going to walk away. Cause I'm not gonna, you know, we won't stare at each other playing. And he was playing and I'm like, all right. I'm like, I think this can be our dude. This can be our dude. So then we, um, that's a cool story. Right. Yeah. Storage unit. Yeah. yeah I swear we're not going to do anything sketchy to you. Wait, that Joe guy, wasn't he a douchebag in high school? Right. Like, who's he hanging out with now? It was later at night too. Like it was, it was summertime. It was probably like, like, I don't know, like seven, seven thirty, And it was like starting to get dark and it was just kind of really creepy. But Andy came and he did his thing and we were like, all right, this can work. So then we actually started the three of us without a bassist, no singing. Uh, we started practicing. Um, Andy works at Leroy Physical Therapy, and they have a gym, like a, like a gymnasium out back, basketball hoops and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we started practicing there on Sundays. So we keep all my equipment in the storage unit, and then we would we'd take it there, because there was no power in the storage unit. We couldn't plug in amps or anything like that. So then we were practicing in this gym. We'd set up padding around us to kind of like muffle the sound. We did that for a while, and then, uh, couldn't find a bassist, had a few guys try out, didn't really pan out. Then uh, we ended up, we, uh, we had Zach Fay, um, one of those guys where I was like, I just hit him up, knowing him through Joe. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, can you play? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. And I was like, well, Joe says you suck, so <laughs> we'll give this thing a go. <laughs> so uh, he comes out and he played with us for a while and uh, you know, he did his thing and uh, still no singing at that point. And then we just tried some different things and we ended up kind of disbanding for a little bit, you know, couldn't, you know, make anything happen and just guys came and went, came and went. And then eventually, you know, All living rooms together, yeah. came to be. So I don't know. I mean, I say, we've gone forward and back and we've, I don't know, I'm not great at telling stories, but like not chronologically anyway, but it's been a, it's been a long journey and I've made that point a couple of different times because it really has. And now I guess, I guess it's a good thing there wasn't power in the storage unit. That might be their name. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been living rooms. It storage <laughs> the storage unit. unit. Three, three storage units down. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Three doors unit. down. Yeah. Right. But, um, no, that's I mean, that's that. Um, so. Well, cool dude. Well, I, we know you got to go jam with yeah. the broskies. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to get together and thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, this has been really fun to talk about it and, uh, we're really excited for what is coming with the EP now that it's off my chest. Um, it's on Bandcamp. 
as a as a music platform. Um, mm-hmm. You can pre-order it now. It'll be available on Friday. Um, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. We're hoping by Friday. Friday, it's looking very likely, but some things are out of our hands at this point. You know, we submit it, and we just kind of got to ride it out until then. But um, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to getting back to work and hopefully being able to play some shows pretty soon here. Um, that's really it. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been, it's been a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. For so, sure. Uh, living Rooms, Colin Berardini. Get their album. It's going to be great. It's worth it, I promise. Check it out. It's going to be dope. You're going to find it on all of our Instagrams. We're going to be blowing your feet up. <laughs> Absolutely. Check it out. Check it out. Cool. All right. Thanks. See you guys.